Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> And welcome to Sawbones, a mental tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sid, pretend I did the intro sad. Like, pretend I sounded sad when I did it. Do you want to start over again? No, 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 no. Sad? Just pretend I sounded sad. Ju- oh, Justin, you sound so sad. What's Thanks wrong? Thanks for noticing, Sydney. I'm just a little bit depressed. Why are you a little bit depressed? Well, it's a just, I don't know, you know, the seasons are, are, are changing all around us. But the I beautiful get, fall leaves are falling. They're kind of unimpressive this the, year, don't you think? Uh, well, fall is just particularly. I feel like it kind of happened all at once because it was hot all the yeah. way up until it wasn't hot. So they're all more like brown and crunchy straight there instead of like the red. Oh, why soft did you have part? to say brown and crunchy? Oh, that's why I'm really sad. You're really sad because of brown and crunchy? Yeah. The mo- uh, this is You're going to have to give me some explanation here. Sydney, Halloween season is over, and that could only mean one thing. Monster cereals are over. Oh. Why do they make cereals that I can only have sometimes? Well, really, if you think about it, all cereals should only be eaten sometimes. Okay, Dr. Phil, maybe you could get off my back for a second and try to sympathize with I'm me. I'm just saying, like, not every single night right before you go to sleep, maybe. All cereals, I haven't had it the past not. two nights, but thank you for noticing my huge accomplishment and really giving me credit for it. <laughs> I'm I think, just. I think it's because you made cookies. I did make cookies. They were hazelnut sea salt cookies. What do you want from me? Sydney, I'm so sad about monster cereals going away. I, I am sorry about that, Justin. I know that you enjoy the all of the Halloween-inspired, monster-themed, artificially flavored and colored. Artificially flavored <laughs> and colored. How dare you? They harvest those Frankenberries naturally. Monster-shaped cereals with sweeties. With sweeties. With sweeties. Well, you ever uh, that, check out the old commercials for them if you have it. <laughs> they, they they used to say they're filled with sweeties to keep from saying like we put marshmallows in the cereal. <laughs> Dig us. That's what they are. They're secretly. I don't think that's better. I still think either way. I think like there's candy in there. Yeah. Uh, well, Justin, even though you might not be eating Halloween themed cereals anymore, you may still be able to e- experience their joy in a way. How is that possible? Well, has your poop changed color? I it changes color every day, Sydney. I'm a <laughs> I'm a man in the midst of a change always. Is that what that song's about? I'm vibrant. I'm vibrant <laughs> that way. Uh, have you ever heard of Frankenberry stools, Justin? Uh, no, I haven't. And I'm assuming it's not the kind you sit on. 
No. Um, I want to tell you about Frankenberry stools. Okay, great. Um, but before I get into this I- intriguing Halloween tale, <laughs> post-Halloween tale of, uh, about multicolored poop, um, you know, the, the various excretions that come from the human body can come in a wide variety of colors. This is no surprise to me. I'm almost 36. <laughs> we tend to we tend to assume that there there's kind of like a designated color for everything. Um, but we've known, and I mean, you can find records of this back to the ancient Greeks, that we can look at poop and pee and spit and blood and, you know, all the other various things that come out of the human body, snot, uh, and based on its color or its odor or even its flavor, we've been able to tell things about our state of health. Um, we've referenced before on this show that there used to be a wheel of urine flavor. Yes. That you could check. America's Worst Game Show. (laughs) Wheel Um, of urine flavor. But there is so much uh, that the color of these various uh, human excreta can tell us. Well, I'm sure there's no way I'm going to be able to dissuade you from it. So um, let's talk about colors of excretions. (laughs) Can you paint with all the colors of your pee? (laughs) Let's start with urine because Mm -hmm. I think... We all have some preconceived notions about like what colors pee can come in and mm-hmm. what it might mean. Yeah. So like Justin, what does good pee look like? Good pee is clear because that means you're getting enough water. Okay, good. So the you don't well you don't want it completely clear. What? If it's completely clear, if it looks like water, then you may be overhydrated. Nobody's overhydrated. Nobody's drinking enough water. Okay, I I understand what you're saying. Like generally speaking, most people don't drink enough water, um, but. There is such a thing as overhydrated. Okay. That you can drink too much water. I'm a, I, okay. So, okay. I, I, I want to ask you a question, but we're going to wait till we get through this for a few colors. So, clear is maybe overhydrated. Yeah. Pale yellow is what you're really shooting for. Okay. Now, let me say this, though. I, I think it's important to note a lot of people think they're supposed to like hydrate to some sort of urine color. Thirst is a much better marker. Okay. So don't, I, I'm like, you shouldn't be looking at your pee constantly and going, ooh, it's still a little darker yellow than I think it should be. I've heard that once you're thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated. Yeah, when you're thirsty, though, drink. Don't go, like, pee and think, well, I'm not thirsty at all, but my pee isn't quite as pale as I think it should be. I better drink a bunch of water. Okay. This is uh, this is just, it, it, it's a little tedious. It gets a little silly. Um, is it, in a general way, if your urine is a little more pale yellow, you're probably better hydrated. If it gets darker yellow, a little bit dehydrated, all the way to, you know, if you're really dehydrated, your pee can even start to look like orangish. Okay. Here's what I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. The, and this may be more of a theological question, I guess, uh, or philosophical. Go on. Okay. If you're, you, okay, if you pee clear liquid, you might be overhydrated. If you're uh, pee like yellow or orange. You then, might be a redneck. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You might be I just didn't de- know where you were going there. You might be dehydrated, right? Yeah. But pee is mainly water, right? Yeah. So why isn't your body, why is your body, get if your body's dehydrated, why does it have extra to pee? Why isn't it holding on for <laughs> dear life? Well, it has to flush, I mean, you still have to flush toxins out of your body and they come out dissolved in a liquid. That's what I have my foot pads for. But, but if you notice, <laughs> no, okay, that no... No, no, no. That was a joke. We'll move on. No. The 
the thing is, what you're looking at, the color of your urine is how concentrated it is. So when it is darker and more concentrated, your body is doing exactly what you're suggesting. It's conserving water. It's keeping liquid in and excreting the stuff that needs to be excreted in a smaller amount, a smaller volume of liquid. So you have more solute within the liquid so it looks darker. So, but uh, you still have stuff you gotta flush out. There's stuff your kidneys just have to get rid of. So orange is very dehydrated, among other things. It can also mean things like you have a buildup of of bile, of so like maybe a liver problem. Okay. Um, there's certain medications that can turn your urine orange. The one that I hear about most frequently is an over-the-counter medication that people sometimes use if they have a urinary tract infection and they get burning while I, while they pee. It's called peridium. Um, but this this medication, um, and it is sold over the counter, and it will tell you on the box, it will turn your urine orange, bright orange, impressively orange. I cannot stress that enough. Okay. Um, there's also things like um, muscle breakdown that can turn your that can turn your urine orange. Uh, now, pink urine is possible. Now, generally, when we see pink, we get nervous because pink is the predecessor for red. <laughs> Um, but and pink can mean something scary like blood, but it could just also mean you ate a lot of beets. If you eat enough blueberries, it will turn your urine pink. Okay, I gotta and step up my blueberry consumption. If you eat enough rhubarb, so there's you could think of like a really delicious pie, maybe that pea, would pea, a pink pea pie, a pink pea pie, a blueberry rhubarb pie that probably works, right? Yeah, I think if that strawberry would work. rhubarb works, doesn't blueberry rhubarb? I mean, it's not gonna hurt your pee to throw some strawberries in there if you're worried about it. Well, I mean, don't throw strawberries in your pee. Well, no, that would be ridiculous. That'd be a very <laughs> bad punch for an even worse party. Uh, of course, red urine makes us all nervous. We worry about blood in there. We worry about um, lead or mercury poisoning, or there are certain other things that can cause red urine in general. If your urine is pink or red, you probably should go talk to your doctor. Um, your urine can turn green. Okay. Now, generally, um, this is from uh, food dyes can do this. Obviously, green food dyes. Certain herbal supplements. Uh, I've seen green urine before. Um, quite green from mm-hmm. just taking very various herbal things. You could actually eat enough asparagus to cause your pee to turn green. Asparagus is always wanting to mess the pee. I know. We all know about the odor, but it can also, it can Do turn Do you know green. the odor doesn't come from the asparagus? What does it come it's from? something your body's doing. We've talked about this before. Did I learn this on Sawbones? That would yes. be very embarrassing. Yes, because not everybody has, Yeah. not everybody has weird asparagus pee. We've talked about asparagus pee. I don't want to get into it. The yeah, we've pride. already covered this, so we won't cover this I don't want to talk about the sense ground. of pride I get from asparagus pee, because I know I <laughs> ate some asparagus like a good boy. Uh, have you ever heard of blue diaper syndrome? Nope. I bet you could guess what that is. Blue pee pee. Blue pee pee. That's right. And it is something that usually shows up in babies, so we call it blue diapers. Sometimes in medicine, we're not very creative. Yeah. Like you pee in your diaper, and it's blue, and so it's blue diaper there you go. Um, it's actually related to like buildup of tryptophan, which will make the urine look blue from a familial uh, elevation in calcium, a familial genetic kind of disorder. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you, the first thing might be your diaper is blue. And not like when the stripe on the diaper turns blue to tell you that your baby pee peed. Right. Which is just a little handy thing. Uh, there are a couple different foods that can turn your urine black. Oh. If you eat enough rhubarb push it past pink you could actually make your urine look black um aloe which we've talked about before they're like aloe drinks and things which Mm -hmm. i I still haven't had can make your urine black fava beans Mm -hmm. what about a nice chianti that help (laughs) 
I don't know. Maybe that'd make it kind of a nice burgundy. Something. I don't know. Um, if your urine is white, it could mean infection, but it could also mean that you got a lot of protein in there or that some calcium. That one would trip me out. Yeah. Yeah. White. Uh, usually cloudy is what you see first, but it can be white. Um, now purple. This is kind of an interesting. Ha- have you ever seen purple urine? Um, okay. Think about what you're saying. Like, no, I don't. Purple pee? I don't encounter. Okay. If, if I had seen purple urine, you would have heard about it because it would have been my own. I don't know what your life is like, but I only I see, see pee all the time. I only see my own pee. Classically speaking, I see my own pee. Have I ever seen purple urine? Uh, I have seen purple urine. I um, saw it in that one episode of Scrubs, though. Oh, I was going to say, don't you remember when I brought home the porphyria pee and put it in our windowsill? Yeah. I had, there was a patient. There's a porphyria. If you have this, then when you take the pee and put it in UV light, Turns like a dark purple kind of color. Mm-hmm. Should you say that you brought home someone else's pee? It was, I didn't do that. I didn't bring home someone else's pee. No, okay. I didn't do that. All right. I put it in the windowsill. Uh, it's in before a, we had a toddler. In, in the hospital of a sterile room designated for pee experiments. <laughs> Every hospital has one. In the hospital is where I put that there. And then it, I, it was turned purple. There. No, that isn't even the purple I'm talking about, though. So there is something uh, called purple urine bag syndrome. Okay. Now, I bet you can't guess what this does. Uh, no, try me. Uh, it turns catheter bags or urine bags purple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why that specifically? Okay. So this is kind of an interesting thing. This was observed. There were, there were some case reports of actually a lot of female residents of nursing homes who had chronic catheters so they always had a catheter in their bladder Mm -hmm. and they started noticing several different patients that the bags the the catheter bags where the urine was collected was turning purple bright purple okay Okay? so this is why um you have in your diet tryptophan we're back to tryptophan again this is colorful little amino acid tryptophan is metabolized by bacteria that's already in your gut to produce something called indole Indole is absorbed into the blood, passes into the intestines, passes the liver, converted to something called indoxyl sulfate. This is excreted in the urine. Now, what makes that turn purple, it it can be broken down into indirubin and indigo, which obviously are pigmented things that look purple, are certain bacterias that can live inside urinary catheters, specifically certain ones made of like PVC and stuff. So. Anyway, the bacteria are just living, not causing problems, just like harmlessly living inside this tubing and bag. Then this indoxyl sulfate comes along. It gets broken down by this bacteria. Bam, you've got a purple catheter bag. Wild. Yeah. That's really wild. Yeah. And it's easily fixable usually. Okay. I'll take care of it. Now, um, one thing we don't talk about very often is breast milk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk about it a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, by we, do you mean you and I? Because there's, I feel like there's, it's a hot topic. I think it's interesting just to, not everybody is going to secrete breast milk in their life. Some of us are, some of us aren't. But I think it's an interesting thing to hear about because if you are someone who at some point in your life is going to breastfeed, uh, it the fact that sometimes it comes out different colors can be very disturbing to you. I can imagine. So the, an experience that Justin, you and I had mm-hmm. was pink breast milk. 
Well, you had and I witnessed. You witnessed. From a safe distance. And I will say, actually, the breast milk itself wasn't pink, but my my pump and tubing and all this stuff turned pink. Mm. And that is because there's a bacteria called serratia that's normally found inside your baby's gut. Um, And it can, in certain settings, cause different diseases, but usually there's not enough there to make baby sick or anything. The problem is that if you leave your pumping equipment out and you didn't completely clean it, so it's still got a little bit of milk residue on it, and it sits at room temperature too long, or if you were to just sit a bottle of breast milk out at room temperature too long, this might happen too. And let's be honest, if you have a baby that requires breast milk, you probably didn't properly clean it before you start it. Uh, you, you'll do really well in the beginning, and then those yeah. late nights at one time, you're going to think you rinsed it out pretty well and... And then it turns pink because it's growing this bacteria on it. And then you probably need to replace everything. But it can make your milk look pink. So you can have pink breast milk. That sounds adorable. It's not really great because, I mean, it is, in fact, a bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a green breast milk, which, again, just from stuff you eat, like spinach or seaweed or, again, different, like, herbal supplements. Um, there's a something called rusty pipe syndrome, which can cause brown breast milk. That's a bad name. I have just learned this name while researching this episode, and I am simultaneously calling for the end to this name because I find it offensive as someone with breasts that produce milk. Don't call them rusty pipes. Yeah, that sounds like bad slang. Sounds like British slang, honestly. I I don't like it at all. What it means is that there was a little bit of irritation in one of the ducts and there was some dried blood in there and the dried blood came out kind of like a rusty pipe. The name completely upsets me. Please stop calling it that. It's just a little bit of dried blood. It's fine. You need Nobody's another name for it. You were just about, getting on doctors for not being creative enough. Someone comes up with a, a fine metaphorical name and then you try to shoot them down. That Okay, no, that compares the beauty of the mammary glands, the magic and wonder that is everything that goes into lactation to rusty pipes. I'm just saying you need a better alternative. I am not plumbing, sir. (laughs) Fair enough. I never said you were. Uh, Black breast milk can be caused by a certain medication, minocycline, which probably shouldn't be taken if you're breastfeeding anyway. And there can be orange breast milk, seasonal orange breast milk, if you eat enough pumpkin or squash. Oh, kind of everybody's going that pumpkin spice (laughs) breast milk. (laughs) I wish I wish I had thought to do that. Eat just so much pumpkin or squash that Charlie could have festive. That's the weirdest pumpkin spice orange. thing you had this season. Do you have I, I didn't notable? have a lot of weird pumpkin spice. I saw pumpkin spice. Uh, uh, Twinkies. Twinkies. I was I gonna say that was the weirdest thing I saw, but I didn't. I, get we them. have pumpkin spice Cheerios. That was fine. They were okay. They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. You eat too many Cheerios. I feel like uh, uh, solitary in. Among cereals, I feel like if I eat too many Cheerios, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what is even ha- like? I'm nothing's happening. I'm eating these like there's no variation. It's so boring to eat Cheerios. Well, even uh, okay, Rice Krispies, they'll like clump together appetizingly sometimes. Like that does not happen with Cheerios. It's so boring to eat Cheerios, any flavor. Well, well. Uh, well, I appreciate, Justin, that you're sinking deeper into a sense of existential ennui over Cheerios. Could we um, maybe head to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although 
there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or clean up. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host the weekly comedy podcast, One Bad Mother. We celebrate our moments of parenting genius. As well as our failures. Just like, we're going to have hot dogs. And I'm like, no, we're having fun. Everybody loves hot dogs. Yeah. And he just like smashes that thing right on my chest. And then I'm just Uh, crying in the middle of like kid space while people are like literally dancing with their children. Parenting can be sad and painfully funny at the same time. So join us each week as we admit that this is hard, but we're getting really good at it. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Okay. I, I, you have you talked about pee and you talked about breast milk. I think there's a a notable other secretion uh, there that you're you're skipping. Right. Let's talk about poop. Heck yeah. Now we've talked about we've talked about poop on the show before. That's not new, but I don't know that we've gone into all the different colors of poop. No, I keep so, trying to edge us into that territory, and you're always pushing back against it. So before we get into the story of Frankenberry stool, let's let's talk about some of the things that might happen to your stool anyway. I should mention real quick, just sidebar. Not, I'm super not grossed out by any 
poop related stuff. So like if you are, I'm sorry in advance for not being a good uh, mouthpiece for your displeasure, mm-hmm. listener. Yeah. I apologize. But Sydney um, doesn't like. I don't like poop stuff. Okay, well, go on. <laughs> uh, do you know that blueberry could turn your stool green? Uh, that doesn't make sense. It could turn it. It can turn it kind of bluish, but a lot of people do report sort of bright green stools if they so eat enough blueberry. Is just a, is this episode just all monster serial character assassination? No, because I don't think Count Chocula does anything to your poop. I've. <laughs> I leave a lot of nutrients in there with my marshmallow sweeties. Um, uh, you can get blue stool from, like I said, blueberry could make it kind of blue, although most people report green. Uh, there was a Smurf cereal that used to turn oh, your poop blue. Oh, Sydney. What? It's my favorite cereal. Did you love Smurf cereal? Sydney? You've never talked to me about Smurf cereal. Are you kidding me? No. Smurfberry Crunch. Or Smurf Magic Berries. Uh, But specifically for me, it was Smurf Berry Crunch. Was the most delicious cereal I've ever eaten in my entire life. And no cereal tastes like it. Did it Um, turn your your poop blue? I wasn't big into checking that sort of thing. Um, this is, this is like, seriously, it makes me, I bet we'll have some listeners here on the same boat. It is my, it is my favorite cereal, uh, on the planet. They're so good and there no cereal tastes like them. And you'll find people in some of the forums talk about how like they don't know other cereal tastes like it. Um, and I don't care what color to my poop. I would eat a box of those so hard right now i'm checking ebay to see if i can score any okay while you're doing that let me tell you that if you want orange poop you could eat some flaming hot cheetos i don't mean the smurfs cereal okay the smurf (laughs) cereal is based on the ill-fated neil patrick harris vehicle not interested no smurf berry crunch okay okay if you want purple or magenta stool you could eat enough beets could do that Mm -hmm. um do you know that if you drink enough guinness your poop could look black i did not know that yeah, but Should also that to your dad. I know. I'm not going to ask my dad about his poop, but also um, blood could turn your poop black. So go see a doctor if your poop's black. Same with red, but also enough cherry icy will turn your poop red. So there you go. Love cherry icy. Um, there are pills out there you can take that will make your poop sparkle poop. Have you seen those? No. Yeah, there are capsules you can buy on the internet that you can swallow and you won't digest them. They'll just come out in your poop, give you sparkle poop if that's your bag. Whatever. Don't poop in a bag. That's no. I mean, whatever. Whatever you enjoy. You can also buy actual gold leaf pills that will make you have twenty four carat poops for the low low price of four hundred and twenty five dollars. Let's talk about Frankenberry stool though. Finally, so, in nineteen seventy one, General Mills released a line of monster themed cereals that we have been discussing. Count Chocula and Frankenberry, I believe, were the first two to be released. Okay. Justin can correct me on serial history if he yeah, wants that, to. Yeah, this is part of my new series, Serial <laughs> History. You would you would do great at that series. Yeah, it was um, Frankenberry and Count Chocolate first. Uh, Frankenberry, of course, is strawberry flavored and thusly must be pink because right? strawberries, of course, are quite pink. Mm-hmm. That's not true. But strawberry flavored things tend to be pink. You're right. So it turns out that the the dye that they used originally in Frankenberry cereals was red dye number two. Now, red dye number two is not broken down as it passes through the human digestive tract. So it will come out looking pretty much exactly like it did on its way in. 
Okay. Which is bright, bright, bright pink. Bright, bright, bright pink. And this was used in other things, by the way, like hot dog casings, for instance, used to use red Yuck. dye number two. Yucky. Yeah. Um, what followed after this cereal was released in 71, in 1972, were a lot of freaked out parents. Because as they began, and I, I can vouch for this, parents often investigate their children's droppings. <laughs> make sure everything's looking cool. Yeah, I'm disensitized uh, to it. We do that. Uh, their children were pooping pink. Um, now, a lot of parents seen pink, as I mentioned, we tend to think of pink as a precursor to red, thought that, oh no, my child is having blood in their stool. So they went to their to their children's doctors, freaking out, worried. Um, a lot of kids were probably checked to see if there was blood in their stool. Uh, but nobody was quite sure what was going on. Now, I imagine this was something that was coming and going, depending on how much Frankenberry cereal your mm -hmm. child was consuming. Um, but it was finally, the case was finally cracked by a doctor in... Acula. <laughs> no. Oh. Dr. Payne. Oh. Dr. John Payne, uh, who worked in Maryland and published a case report in the Journal of Pediatrics which followed the story of a 12-year-old boy who was admitted to the hospital with what he called strawberry ice cream colored stools. Well, that ruins strawberry ice cream. Excellent. <laughs> Great. Excellent. <laughs> I think you get, but I mean, I think that's a good descriptive. Like I see exactly what color that must have been. Oh, you think, it's, you think? this is the worst episode we've ever done? <laughs> I'm retitling this one, two hosts, one yuck. <laughs> oh, no. His mother was particularly afraid because this particular 12-year-old boy had a history of eating strange things from time to time. Like, she caught him eating coffee grounds one time. Oh. Like, right. So, like, things that weren't necessarily edible. And so she thought he's eating something really crazy and it's either, you know, causing hemorrhaging in his bowels or maybe it's poked a hole in his bowels. I mean, she was really worried. Mm -hmm. Now, it should be noted, by the way, the kid was totally fine otherwise. Other than that his stools were this pink color, he was feeling fine, he was acting fine, like this was not a sick child, it just had pink poop. So he was admitted to the hospital and was there for a while while the doctors tried to figure out, did every test they could think of on this pink poop, sent it to the lab and ran it for all kinds of bacteria and for blood and just to, to try to figure out what is happening inside this kid's digestive tract that he's making pink poop. So Dr. Payne had a creative idea. After taking a thorough history and figuring out all the different foods and things that went into this kid's diet, he staged a test. He had the kid stay there until he was pooping normal colored poop again. And then he fed the kid four bowls of Frankenberry cereal. Hooray, science. I bet that kid and that young man was named Bill Nye. <laughs> made him love science forever. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? I'm saying so that, but like I, I have definitely eaten one bowl of Frankenberry or any cereal of that nature and thought like, I could eat a little bit more. I've never eaten two bowls of cereal and thought like, yes. I when, you let, were, when you were 12, don't you think you could have eaten four bowls of Frankenberry? When I was uh, 10, I ate an entire box of Pac-Man cereal and threw up all night and couldn't eat cereal marshmallows for a decade. Ew. I know it's a sad. Is that what you're saying? No. It's like a sad story. I, mean, I, could I eat... guess I'm sad that like it's too late and I've already been married to you for a decade. So like I can't go back and take that back now that I, I know that story. Well, the, if you want the really sad part, that 10 years included uh, periods where the monster cereals were in 
constant production and not just a seasonal production like they are now. So there's a lot of bowls I, your your man Jay missed out on because he was on that. He couldn't eat cereal marshmallows because they were in for him. Think about all the extra years you're going to live because to think of all those bowls of cereal marshmallows you didn't eat. What might have been that was then. We have taken different roads. <laughs> Just whatever you do, if time travel is invented, please don't go back and stop yourself from eating that whole bo- box of Pac-Man cereal because chances are then you would have been eating cereal marshmallows on a daily basis for that decade and you might not be alive right now. Okay, so you I'm sorry to interrupt. You were throwing shade at my boy Frankenberry? Anyway, so the kid eats four bowls of Frankenberry cereal uh, some period of time later, and I'm assuming some light bathroom reading. Some highlights. <laughs> he uh, begins to, once again, poop strawberry ice cream colored stools. And the condition, the actually named medical condition, Frankenberry stool, is born. Uh, he was discharged, and it is noted that his mom took him home to find his little sister now pooping pink as well. Because I, I guess while they were at the hospital, dad just let her eat nothing but Frankenberry or something? I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, so after this, after this was published, word spread about the new diagnosis so that when worried parents rushed children into the emergency rooms, the doctors could reassure them, hey, is your kid eating Frankenberry? Yeah, don't worry. That's all it is. Um, so either, yeah, I mean, you don't even have to stop if you don't want to keep eating Frankenberry. You can have pink poop. Um, now, they did take um, red dye number two out of the cereal. So, I would hope, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would think. So Frankenberry actually will not cause you to poop pink now because they replaced it with red dye number 40. This wasn't actually only because of Frankenberry stool. Um, while that was distressing to parents, it wasn't actually dangerous. There were some tests done. And again, like with most things, they thought that maybe it caused cancer in rats. So oh, they, what doesn't? So and, and this was also during like the later part of the 70s when kind of the, the first like fear about food dyes began to become right. popular. So in response to that, they went ahead and took red dye number two out of all foods, um, replaced it with red dye number 40, which is broken down. A classic. Uh, so it, it wouldn't do that anymore. And that's been all the way since like 76, 78, something mm-hmm. like that. So any Frankenberry you've had in your life has been red dye number 40. Nowadays, only about 75% of the dye in general, uh, or about 75% of the dye in general milk cereals are, is actually natural. Ugh, and it's the worst. So by 2017, their goal is that all food dyes will be plant-based and natural, and so you won't have any of this red dye number 40 left. It's the worst. Honestly, go to go look at a bowl of, like, tricks right now with the natural colors. It is repellent. The cereal is disgusting now. It looks, it, it's terrible. It looks like a broken-down amusement park. It's, like, <laughs> muted purples and muted yellows and muted oranges and muted reds. It's terrible. I completely disagree with you. I think it's probably a little closer to what food is supposed to look like. Nah, no way. I'm really angry about this. I completely disagree with you on this, but but again, I'm not a I'm not the cereal fan you are. They ruined it. I thought it would be worth noting, uh, did you ever read Cujo? Uh, no. The Stephen King book, Cujo. No. There, uh, and I have not read it either, but um, as I was researching this, I found that there is a part in it where there's a cereal called Red Raspberry Zingers, mm-hmm. which turn kids' poop red and freaks their parents out, and their parents all come running into emergency rooms thinking their kids are hemorrhaging inside. Oh, so it's probably related. Probably inspired, inspired by, by Frank and I think it came out in the early 80s. The mm-hmm. book was written in the early 80s, so this would have been right on the heels of all this. So. Cool. Well, I'm sorry you had to besmirch the name of some of my favorite cereals here, Sydney. Hey, listen, I think they clearly there is a market out there for people who want their poop to look like something. So if you want to eat some booberry, 
I have seen reports of electric green stool in <laughs> response to Booberry. So there you go. I'll give it a shot. Um, folks, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's show. Uh, Want to say a big thank you to the taxpayers for let's use their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Uh, oh, you know what I wanted to mention that I we have not, I don't think we've actually talked about on the show. Um, Sydney and I are going to go on a cruise and we're just bragging. <laughs> no, we're not, because we want you to come with us on the cruise. Um, if you go, we're, it's the uh, Joko Cruise, that's Jonathan Colton Cruise. Jo, if you go to Joko, J-O-C-O, cruise.com, you can book a cabin right now. Uh, we're headed out in um, uh, 2017. Oh, Sydney, guess who's going to be there? They just added Cecil Baldwin hey. is going to be on the cruise. Very cool. Host of Night Vale. Very um, cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, Max Timken, uh, creator of Cards Against Humanity, is going to be there. Uh, Jonathan Colton, Ed Brubaker, Rhea Butcher, Cameron Esposito, um, Matthew Weiner, the creator of Mad Men, Peter Sagel, Patrick Rothfuss, John Roderick, Paul and Storm, Gail Simone, Janet Varney, Will Wheaton, Nerf Herder, um, creator of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme song, is going to be there. Um, a, a ton of other people, and I guess they're doing a live welcome to Night Vale on the uh, the ship too, so that'll be fun. But you so can come with us. Come we're gonna do a live with us. Yeah, we're gonna do a live Sawbones. Ch- the Chuckster will be there, and it's gonna be great. So go to JokoCruise.com and book uh, your suite now. Uh, thanks to MaximumFun.org for letting us be a part of their network. Um, and there's a lot of great shows you should go listen to. So go do it. And um, is that all, Sidster? Is there anything else? I think that'll do it for us, Justin. Okay. Thank you to the taxpayers for our theme song, Medicine. I think I, ta- I think I thanked them. No, you didn't. I didn't. I'm pretty... I don't... If you didn't, uh, we did I twice. Did. I feel like I did. I don't think you did, but even well, if we we'll did never twice, know. I think please, they deserved it. Please don't tweet about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really, I can't I can't find out. You can tweet about anything you want. Um, there is going to be... Oh, one other thing that just rec- occurred to me. There's going to be a... Um, Nashville Max Fun Meetup. Uh, our buddy Eric Near is, is reminded me of it. Um, he's an, a Nashvillian. Um, uh, there, uh, there's going to be a Max Fun Meetup for fellow uh, Nashville uh, uh, folks. That's going to be on November 9th. If you search for it on Facebook, search for Maximum Fun Nashville. Um, you'll you'll find all about it. So uh, go do that. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, and also. Go vote, please. Vote, this is the last please. time we'll talk to you before Tuesday, November 8th, Election Day. Please go vote. Please go vote. Um, I prefer you vote for the candidate I support, but I, it is important either way that you vote. So, Well, no. I mean, I, well, I would really prefer... No, actually, just, you know, go vote for who I think you should vote for. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go vote. Participate in the democratic process. Um, please. Cool. Please. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, until next week, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.